The Xbox Era podcast is powered by you. And if you want to support us, you can do so via Patreon. Just head to patreon.com forward slash Xbox Era. And as a thank you for your support, you get cool stuff and we get to keep doing what we do. Now let's get into it. friends and welcome to episode 95 of the xbox era podcast i'm Siki mechanico and i'm joined as usual by special nick what's going on and it's our distinct pleasure today to have uh internet's most famous new zealander i'm really scared of <laughs> saying it wrong and being australian or vice versa kiwi, kiwi yeah uh <laughs> miss deus geek aka diana welcome to the show it's great to have you here thanks for having me great to be here it's Thanks an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting week for Xbox News. So there's there's a fair mm. bit to chat about it. Some of it's not necessarily about Xbox, but about the impact on Xbox um, mm. with Sony's purchase of Bungie. But we can see the community's watching now. Hello, everyone. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week. As you know, uh, we have a Patreon uh, that the community can ask us questions. And we've had some feedback that as we've grown, that's got a little bit long in the tooth at the end of a show. So instead mm-hmm. of hitting the questions all in a big lump sum right at the end, I'm just going to cherry pick some and chuck them through throughout and see if that makes the show feel a little bit leaner and a little bit quicker. So keep an ear out for them and obviously give us any feedback as we go. Um, but yeah, so Diana... Welcome. It's good to have you here. Finally, I know we've 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 seen you and you've seen us in and across the Twitterverse. Um, you've been doing stuff for Xbox for ages. So, just in case there's anyone watching that doesn't know who you are or mm-hmm. where you've come from and what you've been doing, could you give us a little bit a bit about how you kind of got into this into the gaming world and and you know your journey so far? Sure. Um, it feels like ages but also it feels like yesterday that i've just started in this scene um, is this a pandemic reference like i'm just checking <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe i did yeah it's it's a blur it's a real blur yeah. <laughs> um i basically started um reviewing movies um for my own blog because i absolutely hated the fantastic four reboot way back when i think it was in 2016 Understand. absolutely it. hated it and uh not enough people understood my pain so I took to creating a blog and (laughs) wrote about it and that's kind of where I started writing my opinions about movies and you know comic books and whatnot and um, I met my partner who was streaming for Xbox at the time in New Zealand Um, there was a program called the Expert Zone Game Masters and so he was one of the I think he was the only New Zealander um, at that time streaming for the channel and Mm. that's Essentially, my introduction to Xbox was sitting there watching him play video games and streaming to, you know, the whole of New Zealand gaming industry, pretty much, and some Australians as well. Um, And I just really fell in love with the community. I I would sit there and I would watch the comments and everyone was just super nice. I had never been um, online in terms of gaming before, so I'd always experienced games, you know, more privately, single-person sort of games. Never went online because I always felt like, 
or maybe it's dangerous, you know, stranger danger <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. You don't want, you don't know who you're mixing with. The internet online. is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, Lord, I don't even know why I decided to go into it then. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did I do this? Like, what have I done? <laughs> um, but no, you know, I mean, I've always maintained the Xbox community has always been so welcoming and so open to someone who has either never played games before or like me, who's completely terrible at video games, but just loves it so much. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's kind of how I fell in love with Xbox. It was really through the community first. And um, my partner was working at a game retailer at the time. So he sold me my first Xbox. <laughs> and, you know, from there, I kind of started playing on Xbox and started streaming myself just to kind of build friendships with the community. And it kind of just took off from there. I mean, I never expected it to go to where it ended up and where I am today. I just kind of rolled with it. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to inflate any ego you may have not suggesting you do, <laughs> but if I was to look on your profile, You've got, and this is a very British phrase, so please, you know, excuse excuse the slang. There's fingers in a lot of pies, is how we would put it. You've got you got yourself spread over lots and lots of different um, kind of community driven <laughs> m movements, right? I mean, the, and mm. it's, it's kind of interesting to hear you talk about how the community were the ones that brought you in, because you know, certainly from my perspective, and I presume Nick's, you know, it was very much like we're kind of nerds, and we we grew up with this console and that console, and this was our gaming journey. But yours is is somewhat different in that. Hey, actually, it was it was an outside source that brought me in. It was the people rather than the games mm. necessarily mm. at first that attracted you to this particular community. And it's one hell of a community, and we all know that now. Um, I think over the last couple of years, the Xbox community has proven itself to be the best uh, gaming community, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got uh, you're an Xbox MVP. Right. So that's a, a program that Microsoft run. Is that correct? And you, you, I think you've been mm -hmm. doing that for several years now. So you've got like little, little trophies <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Is that right? it, it's pretty cool. It's, um, I'm not sure most people know it's, it's not just an award. It's a program where you essentially have interactions with Xbox staff and give them feedback about anything and everything that they have planned. So we have town halls and, you know, surveys that we kind of have to, reply to quite often it's almost like a job but it's a very worthwhile job <laughs> it's interesting so i mean are you running out of room are you running <laughs> out of room in your place for all the stuff yes i've had to bring posters into my bedroom as a result because i'm running out <laughs> of wall space too <laughs> man Unreal. i i keep seeing I mean, all this stuff i'm like man i'm getting rid of stuff because i just don't have room for anything anymore how do, i don't understand how you fit it all in i i don't <laughs> it's <laughs> taking over you find yourself giving a lot of it away as well, right? I think is is often. A, I mean, I've got a bunch of stuff down here that I've got friends and family. You know, oh, I'll give it away. And now with Xbox Zero, we do quite a few community giveaways as well. Mm -hmm. But outside of the MVP program, which, I mean, if if someone out there is watching the show right now and they're like, I want to be an Xbox MVP, how how does one how do you go about that? Is there like a secret? handshake that people need to do to get into this <laughs> i wish there was oh, it'd be a lot easier like the stonemasons um, <laughs> a lot of it is more on a recommendation basis and so we kind of find each other based on you know what what we see community members or, or individuals doing to really 
help Xbox progress and do things in service of Xbox and its community. So I think for me, a lot of it came about because I was championing Xbox in a country where Xbox wasn't the you know most notable platform. Um, mm. I was doing a lot for women in gaming and, and doing a lot of work with the Xbox ambassadors community as well. So I have no idea why I was chosen. I'm just guessing those are the reasons why. Well... You've given me a lovely segue into women of Xbox. Now, um, I've watched the the podcast that that was driven by this movement, right? I think it was was it mm-hmm. Charlie was doing it. Charlie, mm-hmm. it, that Charlie though. I'm trying to remember her Twitter handle. Um, mm-hmm. But this is another thing that you, you you're a member of, right? And and that's a particular one because you know much much to your journey right into the community was, and let's be honest. Gaming is a bit of a boys' club at times, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's no different from an Xbox point of view. And Women of Xbox objective is to kind of, hey, actually, let's highlight the cool women working on these teams and actually promote them and show you who they are making all of this cool stuff and playing all of this cool stuff. Could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what that involves and how how big that kind of department is? Mm-hmm. Well, Interestingly, um, the Women of Xbox podcast is entirely separate from the oh. Women of Xbox community. So the it's it's I think the distinction is Women of Xbox UK is the one run by Charlie and ah, it interviews gotcha. staff members and whatnot. But Women of Xbox, the unofficial, unaffiliated with Xbox community, came first. Just just putting it out there. You hear that, Charlie? <laughs> we we came first. <laughs> but, um, you know, we are not associated with Xbox in any way. And it's more a a support group of sorts. So it's all about getting female gamers to come together, support one another. We empower one another. We help each other with whatever goals and, I guess, areas that we want to grow in. It's very much community-based with the idea of doing what Charlie's doing, you know, interviewing Xbox staff, interviewing leaders who identify as being female or, or non-male, I suppose, and doing that in a way that's really going to help female gamers be more comfortable about being open about their passions. I know yeah. a lot of women I talk to, they play video games, they love video games, mm. but they don't feel comfortable talking about it online. And I I have never really found any reason as to why, apart from the fact that maybe they get abused online when they play with, you know, Mm. members of the opposite sex or what have you. Boys, Not boys every one of them, but... No, I mean, I'm I'm allowed to speak on behalf of my, uh, my, my, my type, right? Yeah, we're, we're all jerks. We should, we should probably, you know, go and, have a lie down and think about what we've done in essentially um but it, it's really cool that there's those kind of movements out there and i think it speaks volumes that you've kind of come into the community and you've seen perhaps areas of weaknesses and you've like yeah maybe maybe i can do something there to help so you know mad, mad props for it oh, thank you. <laughs> um so as as you know if you've if you've ever watched the show we don't always just talk just you know purely on the guests we also talk about the general news and as a as a follower of this community, I'm sure you've seen there's been a few things going on um, this week. <laughs> it's it been a bit drama-filled. Diana mentioned that she started with movies because movies and TV shows are a tangent that 
We go off on a hell of a <laughs> Yeah, we do. Maybe. I only got him to watch Shawshank like two weeks ago. He's never yeah. seen the Shawshank Redemption. I and then he was not. like, it's all right. It's all right. It's an okay movie. But there's there's an important question since you love your movies and your TV shows. So oh, God. See John's um, T-shirt. No, it's a tradition now. We have to ask all the guests now. Are you into the TV show Friends? I've seen it. Am I into it? <laughs> no, I um my my sister is obsessed with friends. In fact, she um put on episodes throughout her pregnancy thinking that her kid would eventually become a fan as well. And so I grew up with friends and and friends on repeat quite often because she would just watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I enjoyed watching it once. <laughs> Would I watch it again? Yeah. Not so much. Oh, <laughs> eventually, eventually, Anna. we've got to get a guest who loves it as much as we. Yeah, we need we need we a guest to, to come eventually. on and be like, ah, oh, yeah, like that, and be really <laughs> yeah. exuberant about friends, and then we'll be in, we'll oh, be sorted. Man. Oh well, I'm sorry, oh, guys. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're used to it now. At this point, I think we've had a variety of reactions for the last few guests, and none of them have been particularly <laughs> pro friends. Um, but hey. I don't know if you guys saw uh, the first interesting piece of news this week was that, as most of us probably predicted, the MLB really enjoyed mm. the performance that Microsoft's uh, release on Game Pass gave them and all the advertising, etc. And they've gone for round two this year. So yep. MLB The Show 2022 also, again, releasing on Game Pass. Interestingly, though, and Nick, keep me honest here, did I see that it's not, being published by MLB this time, it's being published by Sony. Oh Because I know it's made by a PlayStation Studio, but I think there's a slight yeah. difference this year in that last time it was being published by such and such, and this year it's being published by Sony. Keep me, keep me honest, chat. I'm sure I read oh, that. I'm not even sure. Um, um, no, it shows it's being published by MLB again. Ah, okay. Yeah, on Xbox and Store. Safe to say it'll probably be on Game Pass next year too, I'd say. Yeah, it smells like there's a several-year deal. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a deal going on there. But it's good. It's good that there's finally a baseball game on Xbox. Not that I care about. Um, No, I don't either. (laughs) Baseball? I mean, I don't even like cricket, and I'm supposed to love cricket, and I don't even love cricket. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's okay. I'm going to try and cut you off from talking about Melbourne or Australia. Speaking of Melbourne, speaking of Melbourne and cricket... You know who does love his cricket? Johnny Galvatron loves his cricket. And I finally caught up with him for a coffee in the you, city. You, the you went day. for a coffee with Johnny Galvatron? Yeah, yeah, we caught up for a coffee. He was on a break from developing their next game, which he told me a little bit about. Um, yeah, freaked me out because he wasn't wearing his glasses. You know how wow, different he I looks that without Rockstar, those glasses on? I thought that Rockstar persona was just, they were permanently attached to his face. <laughs> oh, man. He had him with him. They came with him. He just wasn't wearing them, and it freaked me out because I've never just, seen him without his glasses. And just for the chat's benefit, and Diana, I presume you probably know this anyway, but Johnny Galvatron was the uh, sort of lead developer and creator of the Artful Escape with Beethoven mm. and Dinosaur, one of the recent yep. releases of Game Pass last year, which really I absolutely good game. loved. Have you played the Artful Escape, Diana? I haven't, no, but oh. I've had good things. It's, it's great. It's only like four or five hours long too. Very, yeah, hundred percent worth an evening, especially if you're into stunning. a little bit of rock and roll. It stunning, is, uh, okay. stunning game. It's so good. Um, it's on Switch, PS4, and PS5 now too. Yeah, I saw they had their 
their multi-platform release now. So yes. it's interesting. A lot of Microsoft's uh, recent exclusivity deals seem to be not for a year, but sort of three to no, six months. They're much shorter, yep. which is nice. Got a little right? bit of info on that stuff too. Have you? Interesting chat. Hmm. Oh, 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 nothing I'm allowed to say. Oh, okay. but there's some interesting <laughs> stuff that he spoke about anyway. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Mm. Off the record. Very. Um, yes, very much so. There's a big piece of news I want to talk about. Um, but before we do, uh, I wanted to touch on a uh, quick community question because, you know, I mentioned earlier that I would try and uh, not talk about Melbourne. And we indeed have a question from Dirty Flint, one of our patrons, who says, a question for John. If you could ban one word from the podcast, would it be Melbourne? Yes. No. Yes, it would. No. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, it's definitely true. But one of the subjects I really wanted to talk about, and I wanted to get everybody's feedback, because as we, we've got Diana as well, and she's a, a lover of movies and TV. That's where you got your start. Let's talk about the Halo TV show. Let's talk about that full trailer. How are we, how are we feeling? How are we feeling about it? And I'll, I'll come to you first, Nick. Okay. Go on. Yeah, it looks just, fine. Except just for a shrug, a non-committal shrug. A bit, I, I can't, I'm still... Getting my head around how Cortana looks, but aside from that, it looks good. <laughs> and you had an interesting experience talking about how it looks, didn't you, on Twitter? <laughs> I didn't expect that to go the way it did. <laughs> okay, I missed this, so you're going to have to fill, fill me in the chat in. Oh, Diana what, what? just asked the question, like, because I think yeah. she found a meme online comparing Sonic, uh, sorry. Uh, oh, no, not the old Sonic. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Normal, like normal Cortana to the good-looking Sonic in the movie and then new Cortana from the show to the original Sonic before they edited him. Saying, <laughs> hey, you know, is is this how we feel? Is just getting mm. sort of a temperature Pure, of the room. Purely a question. Purely just a question. Asking. Mm. Just asking. And it yeah, went... Yeah. You know, I mean, AT was like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's not that bad. And then the others were like, oh, my God, yes, it's that horrible. And I was sitting there yeah. being like, okay, cool, that's great. But interestingly, I got targeted, again, I don't know if it's because I'm female, but there were a number of replies going, you're an entitled Halo elitist, to which I sat there and went, what? I barely talk about Halo. <laughs> but okay. Honestly. Um, so As that's somebody the internet's who, um, reaction. The podcast, the Halo fandom is very bad. <laughs> Intense. Or, yeah. That's interesting yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though, because I think 343, they're not, they're not stupid, right? They saw this coming, which is why they released the blog post talking about, hey, heads up, Halo fanverse, right? There, there's going to be changes. This is TV. It's not a video game. We, we're allowed to make changes. That's why we've kind of treated this as a separate non-game canon timeline so that we can have a little fun and, and do some mm. things differently. And um, even though they did that, and straight away the comment section are like, oh, no Steve Downs. It's not the Master Chief's voice. And it's like, well, that's because they've got an actor. They are going to take the helmet off at some point, right? It's it's mm. just how it is. Um the Cortana controversy, um, I mean, we I, I did a fan edit of the trailer into something that I felt was a little bit less Phil Collins, as much as I love Phil <laughs> Collins, everybody, all right? No, no dissing the Phil. Phil Collins is amazing. 
Um, but I, I did something to some Halo 5 music and we had, uh, I asked pre-drag our art guy to, hey, could you take Cortana and, you know, correct her and make her blue, please? You know, depending <laughs> upon your preferred color of Cortana, some people are real diehard purists. They want a purple Cortana. I get that. I empathize, but she's been more blue than she has purple. So I went mm, to mm. pure middle ground here. Um, and I quite liked, I quite liked the, the remix of the trailer, but I'm, I'm, cautiously optimistic on the tv show i am capable as a grown-up of separating the fact that the games exist and aren't changing to a tv show exists in a universe i love and i'm perfectly happy to see them try things out i've seen some fan theories and some unsourced article talking about how there's going to be a character that is going to be some sort of you know and it was it was classic like terrible awful opinionated oh she's going to be a girl and she beats the master chief and that's not okay and it's like okay yeah whatever um i think it's okay to just try a few different things in a tv show so i'm i'm hoping it's going to be good but i thought the effects okay. and the art was pretty good pretty good some of the fight yeah. scenes look quite cool i'm mm. i want to see i want to see more and it's not long to wait march it's like a yeah. month and a half Cautious optimism seems like the right the order of the day way to go about mm-hmm. it after what we've had in the past. I do wonder if you know if they'll they'll let Xbox you know websites and game companies because you know like typically like TV reviewers and Empire Magazine and stuff like that they'll get an advanced screening and do like oh, a kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. hype up. I might put some feelers out. Like, hey, any chance we can like. Watch the show. Watch a couple of episodes ahead of, you know, main release and then write up some reviews on them and stuff like that. I'd, I'd be interested. I'd love to get, a, like, a little sneak peek. But Worth we'll a crack. See. Yeah, mm. why not? Why not? Um, but, yes, I think we discussed internally at Xbox Era. We are going to do some TV. We're going to dabble in some TV show-style reviewing in some form. And I think the Xbox uh, Era, you had me at Halo podcast, are also going to jump on the TV train and do some special episodes after they air to discuss it with the community. So it should be fun. Yep. Um, and then while we're on the subject of Halo, the roadmap for Halo Infinite was delayed. Mm. Is anyone surprised? <laughs> Is there any shock that in the even audience? a roadmap was delayed? Like, <sighs> that's a bit odd. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that their plan to reveal their plan for the game has been delayed. <laughs> It's, it's like, like the what? reverse of an announcement about an announcement, isn't it? Yeah, I know, a teaser <laughs> of an ad. That's just... Um, yeah, it's... I mean, I'm not going to get too caught up on it, but I've been playing a lot more this week. I managed to actually have a good amount of time playing some Halo. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, I want to know what's coming now. I need There needs to be some mm. fixes. There needs to be some new things. I know a lot of the Halo community are feeling that. I think one of our team has written a bit of an article about it as well. Um, but yeah, um, it's a bit of a shame. I was hoping to see more from these guys. Have you been, have you dabbled much in Halo Infinite, Diana? Are you uh, are you impressed with this latest iteration, or are you kind of like, nah, I prefer Bungie's games? <laughs> no, I've definitely dabbled uh, more so in the campaign than the multiplayer. I don't have anyone mm. to play the multiplayer with who won't be mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> Diana. Come and jump on the Xbox Zero forums. We've got a great community out there that yeah. will be nice, yeah. and we'll, we'll we'll you know, as I, I get carried by my friends, and they are very mean to me. 
Um, you know, I play with Onyx players and they're like, you're just not good enough anymore, old man. And I'm like, I know, I don't get to play every night anymore. And they're like, hey, you shouldn't have had kids, you know, like while they're living their bachelor lives. What's my excuse then? I don't have kids and I'm terrible. <laughs> You've got a, a lot of things to do. We can see you got your right. Twitter profile's covered in all sorts of logos. You know, you're a busy, busy woman. You're trying um, to find room in your place for all that stuff. Probably, <laughs> that yeah. That takes probably. a lot of time. <laughs> just playing Tetris all day with real yeah, life that's boxes. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you are playing Unpacking. They based the game yes. somewhat mm, on watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've just noticed we've got a couple of super chats in there as well. Um, one from a good friend of all of the Xbox podcasts. He's oh, always yeah. around. Nate, he's the Xbox. Uh, he says... He's got a PlayStation avatar. It's not a good sign. Uh, he says, Clown Face Nick was wrong about buyouts. Sony and Capcom next. Thank you for paying and hate watching our podcast. Mm. Um, no comment. And we do say have another one from Faisal, who's got a special surprise for everybody on the show later on today. Um, is it though? Is it, <laughs> is it really? It is. I don't know. I don't uh, know. The cringe levels are going to be high later on oh, in the show. Um, he says, I'll be there for you guys, exclusively only post-Friends propaganda. That's right. Uh, Faisal was a big Friends fan, so yep. I'm very glad to have him here. Um, it last night. So good. Yes, indeed. Um, now, I'm going to try this again. Um, as we were on the subject of Halo, um, I can, I'm just having a look through our... Uh, <laughs> all of the community questions are based on Melbourne. <laughs> Why are they doing this to me? Okay, fine. Well, it was we'll always going to happen. Flight Sim released their Australia update, which oh, looked pretty they? nice. Have yeah, gone, yeah. They have you gone for a little fly around? No, I haven't. I haven't played the game yet, but I just saw the mm. um, trailer for the Australia update, and they cover the Twelve Apostles in Melbourne. The MCG was great. Um, I'll be back at the MCG soon. The footy starts next month. Hey, Diana, did you adopt a footy team when you came here? No, I'm still very much uh, an all-blacks girl. Uh, when it comes to rugby, rugby. I, I rugby. haven't even gotten into sport. AFL yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. Well, See, if, I can you, admire if you happen rugby. to get around with it, uh, pick Collingwood. Collingwood's a bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, know, I don't know much about it anyway, so I, you'd have to guide me on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just stick with Collingwood, that's fine. Yeah, there won't be any <laughs> guidance. He'll just tell you, like, do this. And he'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I'm just looking at some of the other community questions here. I've got one from um, Creaky Legs who says, Hello, lovely guest of honour, odd job John and Mr Melbourne. Keeping it brief, as promised, I would, because these tired lads actually believe the podcast will even be shorter one day, but the queen of questions below me will never allow such things. Anyways, if, if Xbox Era if. were to branch out into a more general podcast in the future, what would we name that podcast? I have a few suggestions to get the ball rolling. The Union Joeys, or G'day and Fair Do's, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hey, go on, Nick. What would you call a podcast if we were to branch out and do something not on Xbox? Cool Bananas. Cool Bananas. Yep. It's a very Melbourne cool banana. See, in the UK, I grew up with cool beans. So, you know, cool maybe there's a... Is, is it? Is it? Bananas are 
naturally the vanilla cool. iced the vanilla iced latte podcast <laughs> i feel like you're going to take this offline i i do need a coffee so it does sound pretty good and nick will gladly tell you about his vanilla iced coffee latte professional tea recipe professional uh-huh. tea one of my mates okay. that works don't, don't indulge Garnies, he he showed me how to make one myself i went and bought the syrup and i have perfected his recipe and I make the best okay. ones. Yeah. That's right. basically all Nick talks about. Coffee, good old Collingwood, yep. Melbourne, uh, yeah. coffee, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. That's it. That's, this is, this that, is that, it. That's this is the Melbourne podcast. in a nutshell, right? That's right. That's, ex- see, that's exactly right. <laughs> Diana would know. We have the best cafes and restaurants here. I promise the next time I get the opportunity to take an international holiday where I don't have to, like, quarantine either end, we'll come to Melbourne. I'll drag yep. my children on the 20-hour flight that it is <laughs> yep. just to it's experience great. Melbourne. I told you, come during our winter because it's still summer weather for you in our winter. I might I might go for spring because then it'll be like a really good summer for me rather than Ooh, an okay. I don't know. You're taking a gamble there with the temperatures <laughs> you're used to. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, maybe. Taking a gamble. Know. I've never been bothered by heat. I can, I can handle August. it. August. Come in August. August well, is a good well, one for you. Well, that's summer holidays. That's peak peak expensive for me. So, yeah, maybe but not in Australia. It's winter, so it'd be cheaper. Mm, I don't, that's not how it works. I don't think they'll look at. Oh, are you flying out during the summer holidays? Everything's double the price. It doesn't matter where I'm going. Really? It doesn't matter what the temperature is where I'm going. It's are you booking oh. a flight from the UK? Oh, I'd have to go off season in my country to get good value for money in terms of flights, and obviously flights would be expensive. That's odd. We work the other way around. If the place mm. we're going to is summer, then we pay way more. Uh, I think it's particularly I'm basing it around the summer holidays. That that gap, July to August, where okay. the kids are off school, holidays are just Interesting. twice as expensive because everybody can only... In the UK, we can't take our kids out of school. We get fined if we do that. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. You're not allowed to take your kid out of school. They'll fine you. So Gosh. most parents just lie, um, and you can only you can take them on holiday during school time up until they're five. But once they're in full time education from five years old, nope, you get fined. And people will grasp you during up. our summer. You will die. I don't mm-hmm. know. If you come here during our summer, you will just die. I'm pretty resilient. I'm a resilient fellow. Ooh, I'll just walk around know, and man. melt. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's I can stand to lose a few pounds. <laughs> It gets hot, like well, full on. What can I say? What can I say? Um, I love it. But hey, look, let's talk about the biggest piece of news of the week. Mm. The acquisition season continues, yeah. and I have to admit, this had my eyebrows full on millhousing right up off of my face <laughs> when I saw our own alert from XboxZero.com because I was in meetings when I saw this come through that Sony SIE have bought Bungie. They've acquired Bungie, the studio that put Xbox on the map. (laughs) This is worse than getting the exclusive for Knights of the Old Republic, everybody. (laughs) How are we feeling about it? Do we think that this is... um, Do we think this is a a smart move? Do we think this was expected? I mean, Diana, what's what's your take on this? Were you surprised to see that headline? Surprised? Yes. Do I have thoughts on it? Not yet. Because I have no idea what they're planning to do. They Mm. did mention, you know, it's going to be 
they're going to maintain cross-platform um, games. And so it's like, well, what's the benefit to Sony? <laughs> yeah, and that was my thought process. It just seemed odd. Something's not adding up here. Mm. Like, it's... Like when I heard three point six billion, and it's like no, nah, bunch. Like it, on the surface, it just feels like the acquisition of Minecraft and Mojang for Xbox, where Mojang just continues to do whatever the hell they want to do, um, which is just I don't know. It's a bit strange. And then I heard that oh, we, we're going to rely on their expertise in live service games and this, that, the other. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Are you guys admitting that you believe you're incompetent? with live service games like MLB the show is a pretty successful live service game as is Gran Turismo as is even Killzone Shadowfall they did pretty well like everyone loved that multiplayer and yeah it wasn't microtransaction to hell and back and so I'm like is that really the reason or is that like the PR reason like it's just Hmm. I don't know there's something off about it I was actually thinking, do they mean live service as in they're going to be using Bungie as a way to make their own version of Game Pass, potentially, or, or cloud gaming well, or something like that? It's it's interesting you mentioned that. So there's a couple of pieces to this that I think are super relevant. One is uh, there is a rumoured uh, Game Pass competitor coming from Sony, codenamed mm. Spartacus, which, which I think, you know, Nick heard rumblings of, uh, we have a section on here called the rumor mill. You'd heard rumblings mm. on a a PlayStation Plus something PlayStation Now combination where they were going to offer movies because obviously yeah, Sony yeah. is not just a games maker. They do movies, they do music, and it was combining lots of different things into one subscription. So you take your PlayStation yeah. Plus, you take PlayStation Now, and you bundle it all together. So there is that element to it. Because um, there's been lots of conversations around whether Sony can compete with Microsoft on a Game Pass level because they haven't got as much content they can pump out from a studio quantity, not from a quality perspective, people call your jets. But then the other element of this, when you guys were talking about Bungie and this statement, which, you know, I've got it, I've pulled it up on the screen. We will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will be continue to be wherever our community is, wherever they choose to play. And they actually specifically called out rival consoles. So this is a very unusual thing to see on a Sony acquisition. It's mm. the first time we've ever seen it. Um, and apparently, uh, reportedly, was a a demand from Sony in the sale that we want to be able to still publish on everything, much like Mojang with Minecraft. That wasn't a demand. That was just a demand from Bungie. Yeah, a demand from Bungie. Bungie. Yeah, Yeah, correct. Now, Mojang didn't demand to be on everything, but Phil Spencer was like, Minecraft is a platform. It should remain that way. So when they talk about, oh, we want to do live service and we want to do this, I think they're talking about Bungie's experience in and everything that they've learned in Destiny. But to Nick's point... That doesn't feel like the whole story because, yeah. It doesn't at all. Like They've done it already. Destiny fans are like Halo fans. They complain more than anyone about the thing they love. (laughs) Paul Tassie's job. Yeah, Destiny has had paid content vaulted that people aren't happy about and the PvP of Destiny is not good at all. So it's just, I don't know. Like I, I, I was surprised Michael Pachter was like, this is like a desperate 
reactionary move. Now, I don't know if I, I could understand his point of view there because it doesn't feel a bit like that on the surface. I don't think desperate's the right word when you're talking about the market leader, mm. but reactionary feels a bit more appropriate. Like I know people are mm. saying, oh, but this has been in the works for months. Well, both Microsoft and Bungie, uh, Microsoft and Sony have probably been talking to Bungie for a long, long time. But I, I can understand why someone would think that as soon as the Activision news dropped, maybe someone at Sony made a quick phone call saying, okay, all right, we've been going back and forth for a while. What do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Just tell mm-hmm. us what you want. Let's get yep. it done. Let's just and, do it. It's, it's super interesting. I mean, yeah, they, they said the talks have been going on for six, six months-ish, right? And we know from conversations um, that Phil's had in, in various media interviews that the Activision acquisition only started being discussed in November. That's super fast to come to an agreement and do the do the numbers. So there's been clear amounts of negotiation. And we know, Nick, don't we, from our Bungie reporting days, that there mm. were discussions. There were discussions yeah, going on two-plus years mm. ago. Um, mm. So it's, it's a super interesting development. I know... I know there's a lot of Bungie fans out there that are on Xbox. I, I was one of them until Destiny, and then I was kind of like, what is this? Um, <laughs> Destiny plays great, and I, I maintain that. Bungie are kings of making shooting things in the face feel really good to play. Mm. But, yeah, I the narrative and everything fell flat for me, and I prefer my games not to be a job where I have to play every day or you know, be driven by FOMO. And typically when I see games hiring psychologists, I'm like, you're going to manipulate me, right? (laughs) So Mm. I kind of back away. Um, So they lost a little bit of love for me just in terms of the game wasn't for me. So, you know, but I met a lot of really good friends playing Halo and and discussing the game on the Bungie.net forums back in the day. Um, So it's super weird to see them now under the Sony banner, but at Mm. least it seems... They remain, they remain autonomous. But then again, we lived this journey from 2000 to 2007 and then they split up and then they got a publisher, Activision Blizzard. Oh, we didn't like that relationship and then we split up and now we've got another relationship. Yeah. Maybe we'll be talking again in 2028 and they've split <laughs> up again. We'll see. Yeah, Look, um, <laughs> if this is another step on Sony's journey to becoming more like Microsoft in how they approach platforms and all that sort of stuff great i'm a little bit skeptical because ultimately we are talking about sony so <laughs> i'm a little bit skeptical i hope to be wrong because it's just i don't know like even if you compare it to the minecraft acquisition destiny's not minecraft like it doesn't have the broad appeal it's a shooter so it doesn't have the broad mm-hmm. appeal that minecraft has which is played by literally everyone so I mean, Microsoft paid, what, $2.5 billion for Minecraft back then, which people kind of saw as expensive, but now that's like a laughable bargain when you look <laughs> back at $2.5 yeah. billion for Minecraft. That's and crazy. Minecraft makes money hand over fist. They would have got that money back. I think in- Bungie's revenue is only $200 million or something like that. And that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, does Destiny make Minecraft money for this no. to be seen as oh Sony will just continue to make heaps of money off Destiny. I'm like, will they? Like it's <laughs> well, and and that's a lot of staff. That's 900 staff. That's a yeah. big studio bungee. I didn't even realize they'd gotten that big. I I can only um, suspect that um, they 
you've got Destiny three probably in some form matter. or Des- or Destiny two, and yes, you've got Bungie's new IP Matter, matter. which I mm. think is being developed by. Jason Jones, who, you know, he was the original kind of creator of, of Halo 1 and, and all of that sort of jazz, and he's kind of like the mythical figure at Bungie. Um, so, yeah, maybe they've seen a lot of what Matter plans to be. I presume it's going to be another live service game. It's going to be some sort of socially MMO, you know, lots of lots of multiplayer connectivity, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe they've seen that. They think it's the next big thing, and they're investing early on being the main platform that that will be associated with maybe because destiny did a lot of good for them when the ps4 launched and they had bungie walk out mm. stage that was a big message that was really kicking microsoft while they were down at that point mm. um <laughs> i remember that thinking oh someone in microsoft towers has got to be sitting there clenching their fists and grinding their teeth at watching this presentation <laughs> oh boy um so yeah maybe there's a bit of that too but it's the industry is super interesting right now and we've actually got a community question on this kind of tentatively on this subject and then there's a video that came out earlier this week or yesterday i think that did the rounds on the internet which i think we might briefly discuss uh, so don't talk about him just to call it an idiot <laughs> don't, um, don't talk about him <laughs> big he's happer. a comedian so he's clearly very good at his job based on that video <laughs> You're a very serious video. Um, Big Happer, one of our Xbox Era patrons, he's asked, or he or she, I have to admit, I'm not sure. Um, Hello, Xbox Era team. You rock. Wishing you all an amazing week. This week, there was lots of multi-platform game talk after the acquisitions. I believe Sony will stop producing PlayStation hardware before Microsoft stops producing Xbox hardware and thus will become a completely multi-platform publisher. My thought on this is because of two simple things. One, hardware costs are ever increasing and Microsoft can afford them. Two, with cloud tech and the adoption of it increasing, Microsoft actually has to increase hardware production for their servers. The Xbox Series consoles were already designed and engineered to be server blades and a consumer product at the same time. Two birds with one stone for investment and sale. The argument against xCloud and Xbox Game Pass destroying the console has never made sense to me. Microsoft will be a multi-platform publisher plus a dedicated platform holder. Sony doesn't have a choice in the future. Agree or disagree? I understand the reasoning. Like, I actually don't mind the way... Careful, Nick, you'll get in trouble. They, what? I, I say I don't, I don't mind the console way they wars. explained... No, it's not console wars. Like, I don't mind the way they explain their reasoning... I don't agree. I think Sony will cling for dear life to having consoles for as long as physically possible. Um, but the theory is interesting. Mm. What, what do you reckon, Diana? Do you think do you ever see a day where PlayStation will hang up their hardware hats and become just a multi-platform AAA publisher? Ah, it's it's a very hard to see future. I personally mm. don't think that will be the case. I I mean, Sony at its core is a very Asian company, right? At the end of the day, so I don't know. I feel like the Asian market isn't going to go away from consoles anytime soon, especially with just how focused Sony has been on on their platform mm. in the past. So I don't know. It, it's, a, it's an interesting theory, but it's hard to say. I mean, I didn't expect um, cloud gaming to become a thing, to be honest, mm. so soon anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's because our internet sucks. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's and it's it's an interesting one. I think I think Nintendo have proven that you can carve yourself out a niche in the market, right? I think I think mm. the reason that kind of conversation that Big Happer's making there is is coming around is because, well, PlayStation aren't Nintendo, um, and right. they could pivot to try and be, but at the moment they are. I, I mean, this is kind of what we've said on this show before, right? Back in the day, in previous generations. Microsoft was effectively holding Xbox back from being able to mm. actually utilize the power of a trillion dollar corporation. Now mm. they are not. Um, when That's Activision right. Blizzard are part of the company, they will make as much revenue as Windows. Mm. When did we ever see a future five years ago where Xbox would be considered as valuable to Microsoft as Windows? Yeah. And not me. <laughs> I certainly didn't. Mm. So um, I understand, yeah, much like you guys, where that kind of thought process is coming from. Personally, I just I, I don't see it unless something really terrible and all of you know PlayStation fanboys' worst nightmares come true um, that this would ever happen. Like I, and they get you know, Sega'd. They, they, yeah, I don't see them getting Sega'd anytime soon. I nearly said Sega'd then. Do you say Sega or Sega, Dan? Dan, I have to. I, I have say to Sega. You say Sega. Sega. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot yeah, but, to answer for, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, but Diana didn't. Diana didn't grow up here. I didn't grow up here. No, no I, I, I grew up in Asia. <laughs> okay. All right. That's right. All right. And the the other thing that happens, <laughs> question sort of ignores is a lot of the money Sony makes now is from PlayStation Plus, which you need the console for. Yeah. So you you, mm. you can't justify charging someone for PlayStation Plus without a console. Yeah. No, you can't. Mm. You can't. So that's why I think they'll cling for dear life to having console hardware. But I'm glad that Jim Ryan said a lot of very Microsoft-esque things in his interview mm. about beyond the consoles and cloud. And I'm Even. glad. That's, it, it's great. Like, we, we've heard the rumours and I've been told that they're going to have their PC launcher, which should enable things like cross-buy and all that sort of stuff. Is that Very not nice. something I've said before? Yeah, I can't recall you saying that, bro. I was busy typing <laughs> your message in the private chat right now. But you see, as you've called it out on air, I guess that cat's out of the bag. Um, uh, never mind. So that's the problem with getting old. I forget what I have. <laughs> <laughs> the Alzheimer's is kicking in a little bit early. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've been told that they, they are going to have a PC launcher and that, it, that I think, I believe they're looking at implementing cross by with that so if you get a playstation version you get the just like microsoft has play anywhere so if that's if that's the route they're going that's great that's a yeah that's a good thing people shouldn't get upset about that it's amazing indeed indeed we've got a couple of uh, super chats as well on the yes. subject of acquisitions and bungee yep. um hytham g. g yeah, yeah. can microsoft buy a chinese studio like mihoyo your take on that one, and thanks for debunking the myth about the illegality of Microsoft buying a studio in Japan. Well, I mean, again, I think China may be a little bit different given what they went through just to release their console in China. Yeah, that's would, a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, I think China's <laughs> a little bit different to Japan. I'm going to assume that they're probably not even looking to China for acquiring a studio personally, but... 
I, I don't know the rules around China. China is its own thing. I just know that that thing about Japan is a myth. They yeah. can acquire in Japan just fine. Yeah. If you see that uh, myth online, call it out. It's not yeah, true. Yeah. It's just a myth. Andrew Kembry Dobbs. Could Bungie revive Killzone? They know FPSs. Would you play a, an FPS Killzone from Bungie? I would. <laughs> well, there you I go. would very much. I don't think I Bungie play. are interested in making other people's IPs, though. That's just my take. <laughs> I don't think Never that's know. why they're there. But, Never know. I, I mean, they, they quit one relationship because they were forced to make the same game over and over again. And then they quit the second <laughs> relationship because they were forced to make the same game over and over again. Do we propose that in this third relationship, they'll quit because they might be forced to make a game they don't want to make? Yeah. Just calling it out. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, yes, um, I think the only other really big topic that I wanted to cover um, was one that isn't in your list, and that is oh, okay. the news that Phil Spencer is going to receive a Lifetime Achievement oh, Award yeah, that's right. yeah, from yeah. the Interactive Arts and Sciences. And what was really cool about this, and this is, this is good for us as well, we enjoyed this moment because I got lots of pings on our Project Discord is this news got announced, right, on Twitter. Congrats to Phil. Well-deserved, I think we would all agree. Mm-hmm. And the thread went up in our forums and Phil posted a thank yeah, you to did. the community, which was just oh, really so nice. cool, like just out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, Phil's reading this forum quick. Delete <laughs> delete the acquisition thread. This is I terrible. The, I think that's the real issue there. That, that suggests that Phil actually looks the forum and has a little bit of a browse every now and again, which is might be a terrifying. little bit of a worry. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Um, but it was very, very cool that, and, you know, we've again, we've said this on this show and, and to, to Daniel's point about community, I think the key difference and Phil kind of proved it in 180 characters or less, right, in a little internet forum post, the way that Microsoft and their team actually talk to the player base and communicate with us is so vastly superior than any other platform holder I think it should be championed and I think it should be celebrated. Mm. So um, well-deserved achievement for Phil. Um, I think there's only been very few game creators that have ever earned that award, right? It's not a yearly thing. It's a when mm. they deserve it kind of thing, right? So we've had, I think like Ken... Like a Hall of Fame kind of thing? Yeah, Ken, Ken Kutaragi. I'm, I might be pronouncing his last mm. name wrong. The founder of PlayStation, he's earned one. Um, I think... Uh, Nintendo has one. Yes, that's the that's the chap. Uh, he's got one. Mm. So I mean, that's a that's a pretty big deal, and it's being presented by Todd Howard as well from <laughs> which is kind of cool. I did see someone post the Obama, yeah. putting a medal yeah, on mean. Obama meme. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which cracked me up. It's pretty. Um, but yeah, that's that's super cool. So big props, big props to uh, the Xbox for that one. Um, and mm. yes, if you want to join the Xbox Hero forums, seeing as I'm here, I'm as well. Uh, pimp us out um you can do you can use twitter discord gmail you don't need a professional domain yes, email you don't address need a paid email account you can just join up with any email account yeah um yeah it's a pretty of good place so. i mean we're the only we're the only forum phil posts on nick made sure to tweet that out <laughs> and right after we tweeted it out we got like 50 people who joined 
I know. Yeah. Did you see? Wow. I did that little. I did that little smart-ass tweet, and all of a sudden there was a whole bunch of red notifications on the forum. I've got a whole bunch of new members. It's funny as well. Because oh, in the project Discord, I think this happened while you were asleep, Nick. Right? It was like everything happens while I'm asleep. Uh, it happened <laughs> while you were asleep, and the guys pinged me in the Discord and was like, "Should should we tweet this out? These posts on the forums." So I was like. Nah, guys, play it cool. An hour later, <laughs> Nick wakes up and there's a screenshot on Twitter within two minutes. He's like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, okay." I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Like, I guess we're, maybe I'm not very good at this. Uh, you know, growing growing the internet clout. I don't know. I don't know. Nick, you're a I don't master. Know. It's just being a fanboy, isn't it? I mean, I do that. A little bit. Like Sarah Bond will comment on something, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it's, it's fair. That's fair. Um, Sarah well, I mean, Bond it's public. Incredible. We're not revealing a secret. The forum is public and Phil posted on it. Not, you know, not saying yeah. anything I shouldn't. It's it's just, it's, it's the best Xbox <laughs> forum out there. It's yeah. a true story. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think, and that's hey, it. 56 minutes in, I think that's Yeah, we're good. on track for our quickest show ever. Wow. That is all of the news <laughs> of the week. Yeah. Um, I can see lots of people giving Phil Spencer a lot of love in the chat. Um, Phil Spencer is the best CEO of all time, king of CEOs. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, well deserved to Phil on that one. Um, so we've got another community question here. Um, uh, and it's just a comment. So I'm going to do a couple of these. We've got Mort, uh, one of the Xbox Hero patrons. They have said, uh, good day, panel. G'day, panel. Good, good day, panel. Very cool to see Diana on the podcast. Followed you for a long time on Twitter and just want to say that I enjoy your positivity and great content. Keep up the good work. Oh, Smiley face. You. Hugs, Mort. Yes, Mort's mm. lovely. Oh, thanks, Mort. So <laughs> um, what else have we got here? We've got good old Collingwood. Uh, hello, John, Nick, Jesse, and welcome, Diana. Congratulations for being appointed an Xbox, ANZ, and Women in Gaming ambassador, Diana. I watched the interview you did with G-Freak and quite enjoyed it. My question for you is, recently it was confirmed that PAX Australia would take place this year with a date yet to be advised. How much are you looking forward to getting back together with fellow gamers? So much. I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs> I've People. been dying for packs. Yeah, pretty much. Are they I mean, doing packs Australia this year? They've announced it, but oh, okay. no date as yet. But then you never know because you know who knows what will happen in a few months' time. Yeah. They, <laughs> I'm not just holding my it. breath. I wouldn't be but, surprised. Yeah, mm. that's why they've not announced the date. Yeah, just keep them keep them chomping at the bit, and yeah, we'll see how things go. Ah, cancel it. Damn you, It'll COVID. be interesting because, I mean, how many international guests can they have? How many studios from around the world will they have there? So it all depends, right? Who knows? Yeah. If well, it's just yeah. a community-focused thing and every gamer in Australia comes in and just has a great time, then yes, I'm there. But we don't know. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got a follow-up question, and I'd be interested to hear your answer for this one, Diana, because it's something mm -hmm. I think... Certainly, as as Xbox Era as a as an entity, we've we've struggled with this question, right? Because it feels mm. somewhat cringy to go out there and ask. And I think you and I have had a conversation about it as well. Funnily enough, um, good old Collingwood continues, and he said, "My question for the general podcast is: 
I am pretty sure that there are women in the audience who might like to contribute or be a part of Xbox era, the projects rather than just the forums, etc. What can people do to become a part of the team? All right. And I, you and I had this discussion um, when we were talking about the book uh, last year, mm-hmm. Diana, right? Um, or was it January? I can't remember. The years just blurred into one at the moment. Um <laughs> And yeah, I, I've commented that we we'd love to expand the voices on this team, and we do have we do have a woman on the team, Jessie, right? I mean, she, she's part of the team. She mm-hmm. rates reviews. She she picks up some games that she loves and writes about them, uh, which mm-hmm. is Amanda. Um, but we want more. But equally, because we're a community driven outfit that doesn't pay any money, right? We're all just mm. doing this to build something we believe in it's really difficult to go out there and be like, Hey, random lady on the internet, come and write and work really hard for us for free. For, for free. You know, it's <laughs> cool. Cause it feels like you're one of those people that's like, Oh yeah. Can you just do it for the exposure for your own exposure, mm. for your own experience? And that feels really cringy. And I hate doing it, but at the same time, I do want to, you know, branch out and have some more sort of diversity and voices in the team. What would, I mean, have you encountered that problem, you know, in, in trying to get different voices out there, like where they feel like they can't yeah. or anything like that? I certainly have. Um, I'm, I'm very much the same, you know. I mean, I'm not in a position where I can pay contributors. I don't get paid myself for everything that I do. So, um, you know, it's really hard to find people who are willing to come on board and do it because they just love it. And I think that's potentially what you need is you need to find someone who's just so passionate that they don't care about the money. They don't care about the exposure. They just want to do it because they love it. And I think that's really hard to find in this day and age because everyone wants to be a content creator. Everyone wants to become a full-time content creator. Mm. And, you know, for me personally, I've experienced instances where people have come to me saying they're happy to do it for the exposure, but then you know, there'll be some kind of conflict in the sense that they'll utilize what I've built to propel themselves forward and not Mm. keep me in the loop about things. And it gets really messy. And so I've kind of done away with that, you know. So for what I do with Attack on Geek, it's just myself and my partner and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's where the challenge comes. So I don't know. I I stop putting call outs anymore. I, I just let people know that if they would like to do something you're always welcome to approach me yeah. but i think i think asking for it is it's, it's so challenging hard. yeah mm. i i can only i can only echo the sentiments right and it's mm. it's we're, we're very lucky in the team that we've got and we have had some new people join that have come from within the community where we've either you know they've been putting these epic forum posts like ot's if you're if you're a forum you know lingo um, where they've put all this effort in. And we've also introduced something called Community Corner. So that is, if you have something you're really passionate about and you want to write about, and you might put all of this effort into a forum post, but all it ever is is just a forum post, but you want it to be something more, we have an OT where people can actually write their piece, the team will have a look, and if we feel it's appropriate, right, if you're not calling for anybody's head or advocating for murder in, in some fashion... <laughs> then yeah, you know, let's let's pull it into the team and we'll actually make it an article and we'll give you your voice to a wider platform. Mm. And that's not to say that we're the biggest platform in the world. We're not. We aim to be, but we're not yet. 
Um, but we, we've, we've done a few of those now. Like Keris, one of our uh, patrons and one of our most favorite community members, did a wonderful kind of retrospective on Viva Pinata, which is a franchise that should absolutely come back. Um, mm. And we just did one with Synth, who's one of the moderators on the Xbox Era Discord, who wrote about, in a very, very good way, and I recommend people watch the video, about how PlayStation bartering for exclusives to lock out franchises like Street Fighter, like Final Fantasy, that affect entire genres on the competitor's platform. And now, you know, you're seeing this segment of the market complaining and crying that Microsoft is on this acquisition spree and using their buying power finally in a way that Sony can't, having a bit of a whinge about it and calling it out for what it is, right? Which is, you know, you can't really whinge about this anymore, guys. Um, Really, really good pieces. So... But trying to find people that can actually come and be a part of the team is hard. So, hey, if you're listening and you feel like that's you, reach out. Like, seriously, my email address is in is, is on Twitter. Nick, you can ping us on the forums. Come and talk to yep. us and we'll, we'll, we'll be there. Um, now, Diana, very special mm-hmm. moment because on this podcast, as well as community oh. questions, <laughs> as well as community questions, we do, have, we do have something called the rumor mill. You may have heard of it. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of it. I, and I, doubt, I doubt she has. You may not know I doubt it. that for a long time we had a jingle for the rumour mill. And the jingle okay. was, I think, at first Adele's Rumour Has It track. But then the copyright strikes came. So we had to switch things up. We to had Donna Bananarama for a little while. That was it. Bananarama. Sorry, Bananarama. I love Bananarama. Then we switched I am it up. Old. We switched it up to Diana Ross, I think. Um, okay. Disco track. But yeah, the disco one. But then then we came up with, we had the Community Makers one and we kind of put a silly advert. But then earlier last week, someone pinged us on the forum and have written their own jingle, which we've used tonight. So prepare yourself for maximum mm-hmm. cringe because <laughs> Faisal on the forums <laughs> has written us a beautiful ode to the rumour mill. We have to play this. Yes, yes, we do. Here we go. <laughs> Is there a video going with it as well? <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> the Xbox Era podcast is not responsible for websites presenting these rumors as facts. Oh, dear. So Wasn't that like the best and simultaneously the worst thing you've ever heard? <laughs> the worst thing ever. I, I love it. I like it. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah, for, for change, I made sure that the panel was able to hear it. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I have to admit. <laughs> I, I Fire Monkey in the chat, best song yeah. ever. He's not best wrong, folks. Ever. He's not wrong. Maybe we can oh. make it into a Fortnite emote. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be cool. Uh, it's not another Fortnite rumor, is it? No, it's not. But people uh, still sorry, won't be happy monkey, because it doesn't involve Xbox, so people won't be happy either way. Um, <laughs> I actually, I don't know. It was weird. I got a whole bunch of DMs this week, which was odd. Like people reaching out saying, "Hey, you want something for the rumor mill?" I'm like, "Okay, whatever. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll take whatever." Um, th- look. The- People aren't going to like this because it's not Xbox. But all I all I was told was that uh, the Arkham 
is it the Arkham Knight collection or just the Arkham collection? What's it called? That Batman Arkham, is it Batman Arkham, Arkham collection? There's four yeah. games, but they normally only put three of them in there. So it's like the Arkham Trilogy, people normally call it. Yeah, the the, the official Arkham collections, the three though, isn't it? City, it's the Island, three Knights. Rocksteady games, correct? They ignore yes. Yeah. So I've been told that that's coming to Switch. So I did oh. when I got when I got told that I looked it up to see if maybe that's something that's already been out there. Apparently not. People have been asking for it. I found Reddit threads and all sorts of stuff saying, "Hey, when are they going to port the Arkham Collection to Switch?" I've been told that it's coming to Switch. What I did ask my source was, "Is this going to be?" Like I asked them, I'm like, "Hold on, are these going to be native ports, or is it yeah, going to be the whole cloud thing that they've started doing on Nintendo Switch?" It might be a 50-50. It might be the two older games being native with Knight being the cloud one. That's not 100% clear. But all I was told was that they are porting the Arkham Batman Arkham collection to Nintendo Switch. That's what I've been told. That Which for... Yeah. I mean, I loved I loved the Arkham games. Um, I did see some reports, funnily enough, semi-tentatively linked to Rocksteady saying that their Suicide Squad game is unofficially delayed at the moment from this year to mm, 2023, yeah, um, yep. which is a shame because I was quite looking forward. Rocksteady were really good at what they do, right? And they haven't released a game in what feels like a very long time. So maybe this is a way to just get some money rolling in from Warner Brothers' perspective to you know put those put those classics on Switch and let people play them. Um, yeah. Very curious to see if it's a native port, though, or, as you say, yeah, yeah. a cloud. Because they've released a couple of cloud-based games. Control was cloud, wasn't it, on Kingdom Switch? Kingdom Hearts that's coming is My cloud. My God, really? Yeah. I suppose, I suppose in, in Japan, which is obviously Switch central, right, in terms mm. of any of the console makers, like yeah. they're absolutely whipping everybody's ass worldwide. But... Um, yeah, like I suppose that that would go down quite well playing Kingdom Hearts on your Switch. Well, I mean, I don't see why the first two Arkham games couldn't be native. They're 360 games. Like the Switch should be able to run those without a problem. Um, but Arkham Knight would be a little trickier. Yeah, um, that game's pretty full on. So I'm, I'm guessing it'll be two of them will be native, and the third one's probably the cloud-based one. Would be my guess. Um, But yeah, that is one amongst the few things I was told this week. Oh, does that mean that Uh, I'm not going going through the rest? I need to, I want to clarify a few more things. And and one of those things was Xbox, yes, it was related to Zenimax. Oh, I I need to find out some more stuff before I say this. Was the thing that you mentioned before the show? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, (laughs) yeah, that's sorry, sorry chat that's as cryptic as we're gonna get and, and um, some stuff and some stuff i got a whole bunch of stuff about lego star wars the skywalker saga mm-hmm. interesting I got a whole bunch of stuff about that including maybe some screenshots when is that due when's the game stunning stunning yeah i saw some of the trailer footage Beautiful and i was like game. this looks really good and it's probably something i'll pick Beautiful. up for my kids but mm. when when is it due? Is it due this year? April fifth is when that one is released. No oh, so very soon. Then. Is it that soon? Wow! Oh, wow! I've heard okay. that there's been a lot of crunch to get that game out the door, though. Is that is that true? Yeah. Reportedly, 
allegedly. Crunchy town for um, developers. Uh, maybe. maybe. Bummer. But yeah, okay. Um, it's not a retread of all the previous Star Wars games that have already come out though, right? Is this all brand new gameplay or is it just mushing together the, the million other Lego Star Wars? It's all existed? brand new. They've like rebuilt yeah. everything. It's enormous. You can go to every planet. You can go through each trilogy. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you want. It's a it covers all nine games, all nine movies, doesn't it? Wow, hmm. covers all, all nine, nine movies. movies. Yep, and you can yeah. start at the beginning of each trilogy. So you can start at the 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 original, the prequels, or the sequel, whichever order you want to go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the prequels cool. are secretly better than everyone gives them credit for. <laughs> that's that's a movie better opinion. than the sequels. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, hey, look, uh, as we're on the tangent, look, you know, Diana, you, you like your movies. Let's let's mm-hmm. have the conversation. Let's just do it, all right, while the doing's good. Which, the Star Wars original trilogy is the best, right? That's out of the mm-hmm. way. Nah. <laughs> I'm the oldest person here, and even I don't agree that those old movies are the best ones. Uh, Empire, and Return, on Empire and Return of the Jedi are great. Star Wars A New Hope, the very first Star Wars movie in 1977. Absolute trash fire, in terms, in, in my opinion, of as a movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But there's the, the two sequels of the original trilogy, rock solid films. Can watch them because it's not all about glitz and glamour. It's actually about story, particularly Empire Strikes Back. But original tr- uh, prequel trilogy or sequel trilogy, which is the better set of movies? Prequel. I'm a yeah. prequel girl. Yeah. That, I never that, those prequel movies were very hard done by due mm-hmm. to people not being able to go of their nostalgia for the 70s and 80s movies. Now, don't get me wrong. The prequels had their issues, of course, like the political talk that went on for like hours and hours and hours. I mean, <laughs> this is how democracy dies. Thunderous applause. And Sorry. the choreography on the lightsaber fights is mm. unparalleled. Oh. Yeah, it's really Un- good. Believable, um, yeah. yeah I, the pod racing and come mm. on, that stuff was pretty cool. Um, having said that, with the new se- the the new sequel trilogy, I still think the Last Jedi is one of the best Star Wars movies of the nine. I still think it's one of the best ones. Oh, the Last Jedi. Okay. I loved it. I loved the Last Jedi. I thought that was great. That's okay, mate. You can. Be out there in that island. Rise of Skywalker was terrible. Yeah, oh, Rise Rise of yeah. Skywalker was terrible. Oh my god, that movie was so bad. La- Last mm-hmm. Jedi, I, man, I was really looking forward to it because I'm a big fan of Rian Johnson. Uh, yeah. I think he's done some really incredible movies previously, like with yeah. very low budgets. Like uh, he did Looper, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I love time travel oh, Looper movies. Looper is so good. Looper he did so Br- good. he did Brick. Have you seen Brick? No, no. Go, go watch, it, but not seen it. Go watch Brick. I think it's got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. And, yes. Okay. Uh, again. Did you do Knives Out? No. Uh, no, oh. no. He's he's not in Knives Out, to my recollection. No. That was Daniel no, Craig. No, he meant Ryan Johnson do Knives Out. Oh, Ryan Johnson did do yeah. Knives Out. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. I thought you were talking Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was like, no, he wasn't in no, that. No, no. Ryan Johnson did Knives Out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Knives Out 2 is coming to Netflix this year. That's oh, a good movie. Wow. Mm. Which I'm really looking forward to again. But yes, he's a really good director. So I was really hyped for Last Jedi. And then I, I, I admire that he completely tried to turn 
everyone's he expectations did. on their he head. Tried to do something different, right? Mm. But unfortunately, in doing that, he also ignored the universe's own rules about everything within its own universe, which mm. made the story feel unintelligible because it broke its own physics. If you know what I mean, it's like it's like, like, what? like what? okay, okay, let, let, hmm. like what? Uh, if 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 destroying ships is as easy as going into light hyper jump and just smashing into a ship, why wouldn't you just create? Why wouldn't the Empire just create tons of weapons that just designed to go into hyper jump and just launch them at stuff all the time instead of bothering with lasers ever? <laughs> like, wh- like it was visually incredible. Like that, the silence of it and it through the Star Destroyer, awesome. But when you actually think about what it means for Star Wars fights, it's kind of like, wait, 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 wait. You've broken the universe by doing that. Because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense anymore. Like, and the whole convoluted plot of we're flying away really slowly and we're chasing you really slowly is so stupid. <laughs> anyway, look, I could, I could rant on. I, 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 I admired that it tried to do something different, but I felt like it broke too many of its own rules. This is an Xbox podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> At least we all agree on Rise of Skywalker being terrible. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. What's your name? That... Oh, God, that last line. I couldn't <laughs> believe ever that was in the actual there. script of Rise of Skywalker, the movie that J.J. Abrams was shooting and trying to make. It's pretty good. But the, oh, yeah, um, probably, the studio is. just came in and completely destroyed it, reshooting everything. But that, but that oh, last my God. Line, that, who are you? No, that Ray, whole movie. Ray Skywalker. I'm like, no. Oh god! And someone, Skywalker. Someone just commented in the chat. Someone just commented in the chat and reminded me about the whole Leia breathing in space and and floating back. Oh god! Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. And somehow she survived (sighs) that. Okay, that's all right. I'm over it. Star Wars is kind of dead to me anyway. Um, I mean, at least we have the Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian. There we go. That is (laughs) well. Oh, Mandalorian. So well. Uh, I enjoyed the Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. uh, if we're talking, if we're talking narrative, uh, kind of feel like oh, there's a little bit left. To, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit. It's, it's a little bit monster of the week. It's a little I bit like monster it. of the week. Do you know what I mean by that phrase, monster of the week? Like the old X Files okay. days or the old Star Trek: The Next Gen. There was always the new monster of the week, and we would resolve yeah, the monster of the week, They're and then contained. we would reset. And then we would do the next okay. week. It is That's okay. That's fine. But then I, I, I have heard that I started watching Book of Boba Fett, and it was the best episode is the Mandalorian one. And I've heard <laughs> that suddenly it basically turns into Mandalorian season three, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's I'll amazing. Give it a watch. As soon as the Mandalorian comes in, it becomes amazing. <laughs> so all right, I, I'll have to go and grit my teeth because I watched the first two episodes and I was just like, is this guy meant to be a? Warrior? Yeah, is it's he not grabbing me. me. It's not quite this, grabbing me, Boba Fett. Is this chubby old dude meant to be good at fighting yeah. bad guys? Because he kind of got his ass kicked. He, like he was yeah. like, "I'm the king of the huts now. I've killed everybody." And then, and then he goes outside and he gets his ass warped by blokes with shields. And I was like, "What's going on?" This is cool. cool moments. Like yeah. I love the pet rancor thing. The pet rancor <laughs> thing was hilarious. I really liked that. Um, the rest of it's a bit, eh. yeah. And then ah, yeah. oh, that Mandalorian episode. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, he walks okay. into that butcher. Right. 
He just walks right, into no the spoilers. butcher and no just spoilers. gets into a massive punch on, and I'm just like, this is the best. This is so good. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go watch uh, it. I'll come back to you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. It's really I'll, good. I recommend it. I haven't seen the latest one. Apparently, the latest one's really oh, good. Oh, the, the, the latest one. If you thought the one before was really good, the latest one is like Chef's Kiss. It's the most oh, amazing good. episode you have. That's why I say it. it's like this is what Star Wars should have been. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. You've intrigued me enough. I will go and, and watch them, and I will report back as to my findings on these. They should uh, do a Mandalorian movie. They should do, do a Mandalorian video game. Mm, the video Apparently, game Apparently, they are. Mm, oh. they are. We will see. Yeah. We will see. Um, yep. Let's have a look what other community questions I've got. Um, Cade. Uh, has written in and he said, Gentlemen and milady, I'm almost picturing you tipping a fedora, Cade. Be careful with your language here, buddy. Um, this a thought experiment I would like each of you to try. Let's say you could have your dream collaboration with amusement park giants Disney, Universal, or Six Flags, and they tell you to pitch, uh, they tell your pitch is an idea for a video game or ride experience. So, a rider experience based on a video game. Mine would be an augmented reality Mario Kart racer. Have a full-length go-kart track, not the ones that are like 100 metres long. I'm talking a full-on 1,600-metre, one-mile track with people wearing the Microsoft AR glasses and headsets, driving on real carts but playing Mario Kart, right? With the world around you looking like the Mushroom Kingdom. And as you race through the track, you'll see the power-ups in real time, use them, and the carts would react appropriately to the offensive and defensive power-up types. Um, and he's given a couple of examples of like turtle shells and bananas, but what would your dream ride or experience at a theme park be based on a video game IP? Well, that one was pretty good. It was pretty good. I was like, this is, you know, that in Japan you can actually do that. You can drive around the streets of Japan dressed as Mario in go-karts. Cool. (laughs) Doesn't surprise me. I really, if I had the money, I would set up a, I'd buy the, the remote control switch game thing and get I have four that. of them. It's quite cool. It's quite cool, but it's very expensive. But I would love to build because I've got a good 60 square feet out there that I could build a really cool track, like yeah, going yeah. under sofas and stuff. It would look wicked. Yeah. But never mind. Can't 150 bucks per car. Yeah. That's, come on, Nintendo. Whatever happened to you guys? <laughs> Why couldn't you make it out of Labo? Hey? Do you remember oh, Labo? Do you remember how that yeah, was going to be the next big thing? Yeah. It was not. It was not. Sorry. It was cardboard. It, it was cardboard. <laughs> That's all it was. It was cardboard. Oh, <laughs> that they dear. charged a lot of money for. <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, Diana, what about you? What would be your dream experience turned into a theme park ride from a video game? I don't know. It's... They put you on the spot, these questions. So... Mm, they do. They do. I have never actually thought about it. I don't know. Something Star Wars related, potentially. Like a pod. Yeah racing type Ooh, yeah. ride would be cool um i imagine that I in vr know. would look very mm-hmm. vomit inducing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see i theme parks and i don't do very well when it comes to like roller coasters and those kind of extreme mm. rides so it's really hard for me to imagine something that is uh, not gonna you. make me feel like i need to throw up <laughs> yeah uh, me and me and Going fast, upside down, or or being hurtled through mm-hmm. places is not my idea of a good time. I'd rather no. stand on the ground. <laughs> so to help you out, 
My favourite things at theme parks were always haunted houses. So why not a super well-designed, like, full-on, like, probably alien alien horror experience. So take the Alien franchise. There used Mm -hmm. to be, back in the day, back when Aliens was a a modern film, um, there used to be a thing in London, and I'm casting my mind back. It might be in Alien 3, but they actually had people in in the alien suits from the movie Aliens. And you would go into this, I think it might have been like somewhere in London, maybe Battersea Power Station, but you went into what looked like the cool insides of the Nostromo or something like that. And you had like the IR guns and it was a horror experience where the Marines would come in all garbed up and they'd try and rescue you and take you through this aliens coming to attack you. I remember reading about it a lot and it was apparently epic. So maybe something really high budget that you could go in and be terrified by aliens. That would be cool. There you go. Mm, okay. Sonic coaster. So, Sonic roller coaster. Oh god. <laughs> Two thousand miles coaster. an hour. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Get those skins going. Yeah, just the skin peeling back off of your face. <laughs> your human body's not designed to gotta go fast. You're um, you you're talking about John back in 2014 at Halloween Horror Nights. I think it was in Universal. They did an Alien versus Predator one where you walk in and you walk through and it's like this whole maze and they do put on a whole show. They do that every year. Really, wow. really big around here. Different, different franchises. But it is that idea. You go in and you're going through a path and you're trying to get through. And there was all people playing um, aliens, people playing predators, and they're all fighting each other. And you walk by them. It's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Nice. Speak, speaking um, of Sega, Joaquin Branch has a super chat. Oh. Uh, gentlemen and madam. Sega has four games in 2022 and three of which are day one Game Pass. Given that acquisitions can take up a, up to a year to work out, hypothetically, Xbox and Sega could be in talks right now. Thoughts? You know, you <laughs> think after they acquired Activision, like, that the acquisition talk would just slow down a bit now? Like, now that they're Is going 70 billion but... not enough? Man. Apparently... Look, I'm, I'm sure there's talks going on with a lot of developers and publishers we know they have that deal for super game whatever that super game thing is maybe that's a step in that direction who knows mate one one thing i would say just to keep the acquisition thread pumping a thousand posts a second is there is no reason why this while this acquisition is open that they still can't announce their intent to acquire other studios. There's no they legality. They can totally 100% come out tomorrow and be they like, can. we're announcing our acquisition of our intent to acquire, blah, and they'll just blurt it out. Whoever. So it's not a case of you have to wait six to eight months for Activision to wrap before you get your next fix, you junkies. Um, you know, just, just relax, okay? <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Sage, one yeah. more super chat. Uh, shout out to Diana from the Achievement Hunters. Question for the Melburnians What's your best idea for a food trip in Melbourne? Where would you take John? It depends hmm. breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Uh, all I, different places. Okay, so I'm not a huge breakfast guy, it's very rare. Oh. And if I do have if I do have breakfast, it's more of a brunch. Right, so it would be more yeah. like an 11 a.m. type breakfast, and that's, that's okay. fine. I could do that too. Yeah, so we can merge breakfast and lunch together. I'm fine with either. There's there's uh, a lot of nice cafes in De Graves Street. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's where I caught up with Johnny. There's a lot of nice cafes in there. And there's one that I went to with my wife last Australia Day. Um, man, um, unbelievable breakfast. Some of the best chorizo you've ever had in your life. Like I, I asked the I guy like who owned chorizo. it, I'm like, where the hell did you get this chorizo? <laughs> it is amazing. And he's like, oh, it came from a butcher in Fitzroy, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man, oh. I need to hunt this stuff down. It was like... <laughs> The most amazing chorizo I've ever had in my life. Wow. Um, yeah, there's. Mm. I, I wish I could remember the name of the cafe, but in this cafe, he's got like old movie theatre seats as the chairs and a bunch of all weird eclectic stuff in there. And But the okay. food was super nice and the coffee was good. Um, but yeah, dinner, I'd take you to a place called Left Bank, which Okay, is... I'm a big steak fan. Okay. Oh, there's plenty of steakhouses in Melbourne. Like, there's one called Rare. There's a steakhouse called Rare. It's a good choice for a steakhouse name. (laughs) The CBD. Oh, but this place is, like, unbelievable. And the service is, like, out of control. Like, I went there for dinner with my wife and her heel broke when we were walking there. Oh, gosh. Okay. The lady that was working there offered my wife a pair of shoes to walk back to the car in. Wow. She's like, oh, I've just wow. got a spare pair of shoes here that I keep at work. Do you want them? And we're like, oh, like, like oh. that's fine. You don't have to do that. Do you have any bloopers? Oh, the, the service was just amazing there. And the steaks were really good. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like the pretentious, ridiculously overpriced steaks. They were. Yeah, yeah. Fairly, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you expect to pay a lot of money for steak. Mm-hmm. But. These were very reasonably priced. They're just, yeah, amazing. So I take you, I take, if you have to have steak, I take you to Rare. If you don't absolutely have to have steak, I take you to a I can place branch out. Left Bank. Left Bank is a really, really nice place. And they have like a DJ there on Friday and Saturday nights that plays music. Nick. Um, let's make it on the let's water. Make it it's on the Yarra. It's on the 2023. Mm-hmm. Bring the family to Melbourne. Send the kids off. With my wife and, and your wife and your kids, we'll just we'll do one episode live in yeah. that room, sitting on the sofa. We'll do it from, we'll do it from one of we'll the do restaurants. It live, yeah, yeah. But we'll do great. like a week. I, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. Coffee while we're oh, oh yeah. <laughs> do it on the beachfront. I don't know. Yeah, whatever's oh, whatever's yeah. good for you. It'd be, be, be a good time to do that. Have the DJ in the background. <laughs> I'll just request songs. Ah, oh, brilliant. Video Come game on. theme songs. Yeah. yeah, well, Just have, like the Halo theme playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, or, or or we'd be subjected to Nick's terrible taste in house music. I don't know, nah, mate. My taste is impeccable. I I mean, it's it, I went out for dinner. Uh, I actually went to London this week for the first time in two years. I actually commuted out there, and uh, you might have seen on Twitter I posted some. We, we, we had our kind of Christmas meal for just our team. So it was just a few of us because a lot of people can't fly out from around Europe. It's not worth going through the PCR tests and the possible quarantines and the yada, yada, yada. So it was just a few of us, um, but the company paid for it. So we were like, yeah, let's go. Let's go to a really nice steakhouse. And it was really depressing because this was a high-end London steakhouse in central London. Could easily have sat 80 to 90 people. There were three tables in there. Okay. That's it. That's it. Three tables of less than five people per table. And there was staff just standing there. So the service was like, there's your food. 
And the food was great. But if you think about what the pandemic has done to the hospitality industry, Mm. oh, God, it's bad. And London felt deserted. You know, I haven't been there for two years, but it felt absolutely deserted. It was bizarre. Um, But speaking of music, um, I'm a big Tool fan. Any Tool people listening that love Tool as much as I do, I know who you are, the Tool Army and all of that jazz. It's a heavy metal group, if you haven't heard them. Uh, they're more like composers of heavy metal rather than screamy, I'm angry at my father, heavy metal, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So not so much anthony. But um, I was chatting and, and my wife, she's been with me for 10 years and she, she doesn't gel with my particular music taste. But I had an opportunity, I was talking to her about music and she was like, I was, I was showing her a track and I showed her like while we were listening, my arms went all goosebumps when a song <laughs> is really good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I, can I just like, let me show you just one song. I just want you to listen to it. I just want you to close your eyes and just listen to the song. And she did. And then I had the unenviable and tall fans will know this. Which tool track do you play to show someone tall for the very sort of first time where they're genuinely going to listen to it? I had a lot of thinking to do. So I'm just, I'm just airing that because I'm sure there's Tool fans listening that would be like, huh, what Tool song would I play someone <laughs> to show them Tool? Um, so I'm very conscious of time because we've got to let Diana go at some point this evening to go and do all the millions of things she's Patron going to shout. do. Let's do Patreon shout. Yes. So, uh, Nick, do you want to do the Patreon shout out today? I don't know. Do I, know I, I normally do. You do run the ticker, but you've got to say some blurb about how great the Patreon is and how great and lovely they oh, are. Patreon's great, you know. <laughs> we obviously love that the community supports us and everything, and we also have a Patreon where you can support us more directly. Um, you know, depending on the... like, if Look, if you can spare a coffee a month, and I understand that Melbourne coffee is hard to spare, like, you don't really want to give up your Melbourne coffee. I get that. And for those people, we Melbourne. also have the tip jar. Which is just like a buck. That's fine. A buck is okay too. One buck. For the higher tiers, we have merch that comes with it. Pre-Drag did a pretty cool t-shirt for the latest batch, which is the What's Going On t-shirt, which is pretty funny. That's that's not part of the... That's a no, it's, it's not. I'm just showing how, I'm showing how cool our t-shirts are. Yes, <laughs> we do have some pretty good t-shirts. Mugs, um, all sorts of stuff. One of the other perks of the Patreon is that you have access to this special lounge. The Cool Kids the Club. Forum. Yep, Cool Kids Club. And you can ask questions for the podcast as well. Just try to keep them a little bit shorter in the future. We have a lot of very, very long questions. <laughs> they do. They have done a good job this week, all right? So I'm going to just to wrap things up, right? I'm going to do the last three. And there's two pretty short ones and one last well, question. No, and then I'll do them. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Jeez. I okay. Well, do you know who's left? Yep. Uh, Travis, Morvent, I'm just, I'm just quickly checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do. Okay, so I'll go with. So I'm assuming that Jesse has the ticker running along the bottom. He does. Jesse? Yes. Okay. I again, I'm not watching. I'm not actually watching on YouTube, so I can't see. I you can just YouTube. always assume that I do everything correct. <laughs> do you though? Do you? <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, look. Is it though? Is it? Okay. <laughs> More ventures. Pick one or both. Number one. Have a great weekend. No questions from me this week. Yes. <laughs> or number two. 
Have a fantastic weekend and no questions from me this week. Oh, that's the best. See, more like that. More questions that aren't questions that say you're not actually going to ask us any questions. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we did big happers, didn't we? Yeah, you've just got Travis. Dio game. There's Dio game as well. Yeah, I've done Dio game. Oh, no, haven't I? No, I haven't. No, you have not. Oh, dear. Uh, Dio game. Hello, John, Nick and Diana. In the mid to late 80s at a small company called Bethesda Softworks, a young Courtney Cox briefly worked. Is that true? Is that um, Is that true? It, I, no. Okay, Google. Years Help later, she would host the Fallout 3 launch party. Not long after, her friend's co-star Matthew Perry would play the role of Benny in Fallout New Vegas. Just thought this was a fun fact. We need yeah. to check that out. That it's can't true. be true. It's true. Courtney it's Cox worked. worked at Bethesda. She worked, Cockney Cox worked at video game publisher Bethesda Softworks briefly in the 1980s. That wow. is cool. See, it was destiny. Oh, wow. Very cool. Look at that. As for my tangentially related, tangentially related question, for years we have seen celebrities pop up in Xbox Game Studios and subsidiaries pending regulatory review and shareholder approval, games. Batista in Gears 5, Pedro Pascal in Dishonored 2, which I also didn't know, Max Von Sido in Skyrim, Nathan Fillion in Halo, seemingly a one year per COD, including the most notoriously Kevin Spacey, uh, and many more. Is there a, cele- a celebrity you'd like to see in an upcoming Xbox Game Studios game? Personally, I think Daisy Ridley would be excellent as Joanna Dark. That's she a good show. training for mocap. Uh, from the Star Wars sequels, and like Hamill himself, some of her most interesting and exciting work has been within the voice acting space. Yeah, she's got that Daisy stiff really. upper lip British accent that yeah. Joanna Dark needs, so I'm all for it. Hmm. I'm trying to think who else, a celebrity in games. I, I, I want to I mean, see Terry Crews. an obvious one. Yeah. Reynolds is obvious with his voice. I'd like to see Terry Crews with more of a role than what he got in Crackdown 3 because I feel like, you know, it was wasted on Crackdown 3. So can we get Terry Crews back in, do something else, a bit more fun? I think my request would be Henry Cavill in anything, anything at all. (laughs) See, who who mentions Henry Cavill on here more than anyone? Uh, Yeah. That's true. You're a bit. Of a, <laughs> Thank you. There's a bit of a man crush going on here. Henry Cavill. I I need to find a way. Hey, for us to rumor, get on the podcast. We need to get Henry Cavill doing something and Henry yeah. Cavill doing everything. Yeah. He he, he if sure. he was to come on this podcast, he'd be like, ah, it's Xbox though, isn't it? Consoles. Uh, he'd be PC, like, he, I know we want PC. We want PC, PC. Henry. Uh, he's pretty counting. sure he's a nerd enough to be. Open to everything. Maybe we yeah. can persuade him. But I've heard rumours he's going to be the next Bond. I heard Idris Elba. Idris Elba is another talks. contender, which I would love. I would love Idris Elba yeah. to be Bond because he's just... Have you, uh, Tom Hardy know, was it, the favourite. I think he's out of the race now. Yeah, I wouldn't Tom pick Hardy. Tom Hardy. He's, he's too but, rough. He's too... Mm. He's He'd too be a good six. Wolverine. He'd be a yeah. real good Wolverine, Tom Hardy. Yeah, he would. But yeah, have you guys seen Luther? No. If you like Idris Elba, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> go watch Luther. And uh, and for the guys out there, there's the the female character in Luther in the first season. There's something about her. 
There's something about her, boys. <laughs> I'm just saying. And it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. There's something about her as a, as a character that is super attractive. So, yeah, definitely go and watch that show. It's really good. Okay. Now, you, you might be wondering why Nick has donned a lady's kimono <laughs> and, and is pretending to smoke a pipe. Um, just in case there is any confusion, um, you might have heard us mention Keris, one of our Xbox era community members earlier on, one of our patrons. Uh, she is perhaps the most verbose uh, community mm. question asker, and I think we're using her as the finale today of our community questions. I think it's the last one. No, no you're gonna, there's, you're gonna... there's a couple of short ones. There's a couple of short ones. Okay. Well, but I thought you... I'd just... This is a highlight. So let's see. Let's see what she's got to say today. Yeah, Keros tried to get me last week with the vocab. And I'm, con- I took I'm conscious of and time. Knocked it out of the park. So, so perhaps we'll be able to squeeze this one in. And, and Danny, if you need to drop for the last ones, it's, it's no worries. Um, the last ones are, are very short, which is why I'm doing this one first. Okay. Keros. Hello, you two. Hello, Diana. I haven't seen your content before, Diana, since social media terrifies me, but as someone else who believes that gaming brings people together, regardless of background, skill, and interest, it's lovely to be introduced to your work. Hashtag women of Xbox. My partner and I have been watching through my Christmas gift, which was a box of 50s B movies. Oh my God. Who does that? Uh, does that. (laughs) Yeah. The latest being 1956's The Creature Walks Among Us. The one saving grace uh, it has is that it starred Rex Reason and Jeff Morrow from 1955's The Island Earth, which I could watch six times a week and twice on Sundays. A good 60% of the creature walks is establishing shots clearly in Florida uh, with boats moving slowly. Anyway, my question for the panel. Imagine you travel back in time to the 50s, retaining your knowledge of the future, and rather than do something responsible with that knowledge, you decide to firstly rip off the Beatles, and then for fun, take some of those earnings to make a low-budget second feature based on a future game's plot. Which game would you choose to make your B-movie? Uh, would Now, what what is it? Is this mistake? It's a show that's all about watching and making fun of old B-movies. I always wondered what that was, and I've seen that. So that's an abbreviation. It's not like a name. Like yeah, It's an American show. Is that what that is? I always <laughs> wondered what the hell that was. I'm like, is that like a DJ's name? It looks like the name of a DJ, like Dead Mouse or one of those. And I'm like, who is this person? Well, there you go. Mystery Science Theater. Uh, in this new timeline, be later riffing on six, the ring world in space, complete with flood made of rubber suited stuntmen. Okay. That's it. Uh, always an interesting question from Carriers. Which game I would I choose to make my B movie? I would go with Bioshock. I reckon I could pull off a pretty competent B movie. B movie? Yeah. No, you Bioshock can picture this. It doesn't matter what it deserves. I'm making a terrible B movie. <laughs> And I'm going to have, mm. like, it'll be a cult classic because of the Would You Kindly plot twist. That's how it was going to work. But that's why it deserves the premium treatment, because of Would You Kindly. <laughs> it is the greatest <laughs> thing ever in video games. Have you played think- Bioshock, Diana? No. Uh, I've played... Oh, you have to. I've played one, I think. Yeah. Oh, Where you first. die. Yeah. If it's the first one. one. That's okay. Yeah. That's oh. the greatest one. That's the best one. <laughs> you, you're in good Bioshock company. Bioshock one is amazing. 
No, a B movie has I... to go with a B game, doesn't it? Not necessarily. You could I do like, know. hmm, what could you do? Uh, How B are we going? There's like House of the Dead movies. Like you, Bowl made a whole mm. bunch of horrible movies. Oh, uh, man. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brains on what would make a really cheesy, bad B movie. Because that's what a B movie should be. It should be kind of like mm. terrible and cringy, but also kind of charming in its own <laughs> terrible way. Um, hmm. You could do you uh, could do Grounded. But it's already been done. Honey, oh. I shrunk the kids. Honey, right? I shrunk the kids. Mm. It's already been done. It's already like I wouldn't want it. It's really tricky. It's a tricky question, Karis. It's hard to think on my feet with such tricky, bleeding complex edge. questions. A bleeding edge. It's going to say a re- Resident Evil, but the latest movie, already, Resident Evil, is they're already B movies as they are. I've got a good one, John. Go on, brute force. Oh, okay, yeah, yes. with the ru- with a rubber suited like Gorn type lizard yeah. character, that would work. Good choice. Bleeding Edge, a Bleeding a, Edge movie. A, yeah, I suppose like super futuristic fighting people in a yeah. B movie style with terrible yeah. fight combat scenes. That could also work mm. as a B yeah. movie. Mm. That should be a thread. I'd love to see other people's ideas for that one. <laughs> um, I think there's only two left, right, or one left. There's there might Trav- only be one left. We might actually be on the last one. This um, is and it's by Podrick Payne, Jesse. Oh. And I already have no idea what the hell he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> hello, panel. I will keep this brief. Nick, being from Melbourne, do you know what I mean when I say administer the dream gravy onto your finger? What the hell is he talking about? What? <laughs> what he the linked hell me is he talking it's a linked me a heavy metal song, and it's got a really weird music video. The band's from Melbourne. I'll I'll link it to you. Melbourne. That is. That sounds like the most filthy euphemism <laughs> I've yeah, heard I've... this year. It Administer sense. the Context dream possible. gravy onto my onto finger. Your finger. You filthy, filthy. This is a <laughs> yeah. PG thirteen podcast, Travis. <laughs> Honestly. 12 foot ninja? Is that 12 foot ninja? Is that who it's from? <laughs> it was Vegemite. Oh, no, not Vegemite. Come on now. Vegemite's too gross. Much. You don't like Vegemite, do you? Oh, God, yeah. no. That stuff's no. gross. <laughs> Incredible. So yuck. Nope. I think, I think oh, that dear. was the last question. Well, there you go. I think that was Boom. It. So, look, let's, let's, let's stick to our word. This is a, a lean podcast under two hours and thankfully yeah. dania has very graciously even though she definitely <laughs> said 15 minutes ago she only had 15 like half when an hour ago no, you guys under two ago. Hours. have we I ever been less than two hours ever don't think so I don't oh think wow I have i managed to get you guys to look what you've done to you've, you've <laughs> what have I done? straight and narrow and made us very focused i like it and, and is this why you need a woman's presence on, on... maybe to, <laughs> well we had we had taylor on and it still went for like two and a half hours even with taylor on i know honestly well it's been an absolute pleasure you need an asian woman <laughs> yes clearly that clearly. was the problem that was the problem that's what we need we, we, we do have Time one last money. chat we do have one last super chat. Speaking of that, oh, as cool. a dad, I I can relate to your podcast the best. Love the show. Both of my daughters love Minecraft. 
Man, That's from Jake Morshline. Jake Morshline. 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 Can you please jump in the chat and tell us how to pronounce your surname properly? Phonetically. Because we're and probably butchering the ever-loving crap out of it. We absolutely are. And uh, and Jake, yeah, my, my, my son absolutely adores Minecraft. He has a Minecraft-themed mm. bedroom, Minecraft-themed pajamas, Minecraft clothes primarily socks even boxer shorts it's all minecraft in this house he's very very has one top he has one (laughs) minecraft top ari has mostly mario kart and mario stuff oh he's a big big, super is there did i miss it from shadowless edge no no, i read that one i read that one no no i read that one one. Uh, i don't pay attention sorry (laughs) i did that one i did that one (laughs) Shadowless Edge, Shadowless Edge, I believe he may know Diana because I think Shadowless Edge mm. is or was with G- GPN, I want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. right. Good. Okay. Um, awesome. I read that one. And so I now have lots that's of lovely it. places to go for dinner thanks to Shadowless Edge's question. So I'm oh, grateful. Trust me, mate. There, there won't be a problem. There won't be a problem. Because Melbourne's the best city in the world. Melbourne is the best city in the world. For audio listeners, we, you can we if you listen really closely, here's the sound of my eyes rolling into the back of my head. We don't win most livable city in the world as often as we do for nothing. There is a reason for that. And with that, before Nick goes on for 15 minutes about the uh, wonders of the, the Melbourne culture, um, we're going to wrap things up. Big thank you to Diana for joining us on the yes. show today. Thanks for making Diana, the time. if you would be so kind, please advertise to everybody where they can find you, how they can connect with you on Twitter and elsewhere in social medias, please. Uh, I'm everywhere as Miss Dare's Geek. Um, generally quite open to chatting with everyone. Just don't spam me all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Behind. I, I have a problem with catching up on DMs, unfortunately. So be gentle. But yes, I'm almost everywhere as Miss Dare's Geek, and you can often find me doing some weird unboxing of something that I won't mm-hmm. have space for. <laughs> <laughs> like shoes. But at least you can wear the shoes. Yeah, that's something. Will I wear them, though? I'm still deciding. <laughs> I think this is Did the problem. Did you get both? With... Did you get the OG Xbox and the 360 ones? Um, the, the OG as in the green ones? Yes. So I got Which those. ones are the black ones? Which ones are the black ones? The black ones? ones are the Series X. The Series X shoes. Oh, I didn't even know they did Series X shoes. Apparently, it's a Series X shoes. Oh, okay. Doesn't quite look like it, but oh well. (laughs) I need to get, I'm picturing just two big square rectangles that you put your feet into. That's like when someone says a Series X shoe, I'm picturing someone walking around on boxes. But I really need to get myself in the MVP program. I am not a shoes guy, I have Mm -hmm. two pairs of shoes. A pair of work shoes, which I haven't had to wear for a very long time because I don't have to go into the office anymore, and a pair of Converse leather high tops, which are now three years old and have holes in. But equally, <laughs> because I'm trapped in this house, I haven't felt the need to replace them just yet, and they are knackered. <laughs> I need Microsoft. Can you send me some shoes, please? Can I join this MVP program? Can someone call my agent? I don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's been an absolute pleasure to dine out. We're going to wrap things up here. Big thank, thank you, you so much to for the, having me. It's been a pleasure, yeah. honestly. Big thank you to the chat for hanging out. As always, jump on the forums. Diana, jump on the forums. Come and introduce yourself and, and find some like-minded gamers that aren't mean and you can play some games I with everybody. Any. And uh, 
hey, we'll all see you next week as we march ever closer to episode 100. Have we got mm. some cool things in store? Maybe we have. We'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs> Ciao for now.